Episode 95, The Scriptures in Africa Series, Part 6, The Tower of Babel, Africa. Truth Wars has been working on a timeline of where the religions and languages used today come from. It's evergreen, meaning it's continuously changing as we learn and grow forward. We began the timeline with Cain. We learned that Cain is a descendant of Gadriel, the fallen angel. Cain's descendants were of the fallen angels, also known as the Antiduvalans or cave dwellers. The father was not happy with the mixing and the sin in the earth. Genesis 6. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. The sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, they were pretty, and they took them wise of all which they chose. And the father said, My spirit should not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And the father saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only continually evil, or evil continually. It repented the father. He had made man on the earth. It grieved him at his heart. And the father said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air. For it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Father. The Father sent the flood to destroy man and the giants in the earth, except for Noah, whose heart was after the Father. Noah and his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japhet, and their wives, of course, survived the flood. But we know the fallen angels remained as well because of verse 4 says that there were giants after that. And yes, Nimrod and the Tower of Babel happened after the flood. From the Tower of Babel, we get Baal, Babylon, Mesopotamia, which is the Akkadians or Agades, and of course, ancient Egypt. Genesis 10 and 8. Cush, which is Ham's son, begat Nimrod, which is Ham's grandson. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. In Genesis 6, the giants were also called mighty men. So remember that. Verse 9. He was a mighty hunter before the father. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the father, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. Erich, Akkad or Agadi, and Kalni, which are the Assyrians, in the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Ashur, which built Nineveh, and the city Rehoboat and Kala, and Rezin between Nineveh and Kala. The same is a great city. And if you remember the colonizers' maps of the ancient Africa, and I think part one of our series showed Rehoboth in southern Africa. 
So this is putting the Tower of Babel in Southern Africa or in or near Namibia. This is wild. Adolf Stiller's and Das Kaplan's map of 1875, we saw above Jerusalem, Rehoboth. George Bacon's 1890s map of Rehoboth was also above Jerusalem, and both of the colonizers' maps showed Rehoboth quite a distance up northward from Jerusalem. Genesis 11, after the flood, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Who traveled from the east? Nimrod did, the son of Cush, the grandson of Ham. Ham's lot was in North Africa. And the colonizer's maps shows Babylon in northeast Africa. And from the east also meant they were more likely than not mixing with the fallen angels further east. Lorenz Fowles, 1525, Ptolemy map shows Babylon in northeast Africa. Baisley's 1545 map, there is Babylon as well in northeast Africa. Giovanni Antonio's map of 1596, there's Babylon. Johannes Herneris 1552 map, there's Babylon and Ammon. Ham's descendants came from the east to the land of Shinar in southern Africa. A.J. Johnson 1896 map has Babylon in southern Africa. George Bacon 1890s map shows the Tower of Babel in southern Africa as well. R.G.S. map of 1861, there is Sina or Shinar in southwest Africa. Lastly, Jerusalem scripts and African scholar shows Babylon between the Euphrates River in southwest Africa. It's astonishing. You see these different maps with the Tower of Babel and Babylon in Africa. Is it 100% correct from the north to the south? We don't know, but at least we understand that it was in Africa. Let's keep reading. Genesis 11. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So Nimrod comes into southern Africa and begins building this Tower of Babel near Namibia, or in Namibia, near our promised land. This is wild but consistent of how everyone is after the promises given to the chosen people of Abana, Iseka, and Akuba. Not only were they after our promises, but they were introducing to us any and everything contrary to what the Father required of us to do. We were being exposed to things that were totally opposite of how we were to live our lives, holy and acceptable which is totally different from Babylon. You have Nimrod and his people coming from the east, and then you have the Canaanites who outright steal our land, making it theirs. 
And then King James fails to mention Nimrod in Genesis 11 and 2. But the Apocrypha clearly identifies Nimrod in Jasher 7.34. And when Nimrod was 40 years old at that time, there was a war between his brethren and the children of Japheth, so that they were in the power of their enemies. Nimrod went forth at that time, assembled all the sons of Cush and their families, about 460 men, and he hired also from some of his friends and acquaintances about 80 men. He gave them their hire. He went with them to battle. And when he was on the road, Nimrod strengthened the hearts of the people that went with him. He said to them, Do not fear, neither be alarmed, for all our enemies will be delivered into our hands, and you may do with them as you please. Okay? All the men that went were about 500, and they fought against their enemies, and they destroyed them and subdued them. And Nimrod placed standing officers over them in their respective places. And he, Nimrod, took some of their children as security. And they were all servants to Nimrod and to his brethren. And Nimrod and all the people there with him turned homeward. So now the children of Japhet are under the control of Nimrod. These are cousins fighting one another. Jasher 7 and 42. He was reigning according to his heart's desire. After having conquered all his enemies around, he advised with his counselors to build a city for his palace. And they did so. They found a large valley opposite to the east, and they built him a large and extensive city. And Nimrod called the name of the city they built Shinar. But the father had vehemently shaken his enemies and destroyed them. And Nimrod dwelt in Shinar, and he reigned securely. And he fought with his enemies, and he subdued them. And he prospered in all his battles, and his kingdom became very great. All the nations and tongues heard of his fame. They gathered themselves to him, and they bowed down to the earth. They brought him offerings, and he became their lord and king. And they all dwelt with him in the land of Shinar, in the city at Shinar. And Nimrod reigned in the earth over all the sons of Noah, and they were all under his power and counsel. All the earth was of one tongue and words of union, but Nimrod did not go in the ways of the father. He was more wicked than all the men that were before him from the days of the flood until those days. Jasher 9, and all the princes of Nimrod and his great men took counsel together. We have put Mishterim or Egypt, Cush, and Canaan with their families. These are all the sons of Ham. And they said to each other, Come, let us build ourselves a city, and in it a strong tower, and its top reaching heaven. And we will make ourselves famed, so that we may reign upon the whole earth in order that the evil of our enemies may cease from us. How is that going to work? That we may reign mightily over them, that we may not become scattered over the earth on account of their wars. 
And they all went before the king, and they told the kings these words. And the king agreed with them in this affair, and he did so. And all of the families assembled, consisting of about 600,000 men, and they went to seek an extensive piece of ground to build the city and the tower. And they sought in the whole earth, and they found none like one valley to the east of the land of Shinar, about two days' walk. And they journeyed there, and they dwelt there. And they began to make bricks and burn fires to build the city and the tower that they had imagined to complete. And the building of the tower was unto them a transgression and a sin. And they began to build it. And they were building against the Father God of heaven. They imagined in their hearts to war against him and to ascend into heaven. This is a hot mess. And all these people and all the families divided themselves into three parts. The first said, we will ascend into heaven and fight against him. So y'all are going to fight against the creator of heaven and earth. Okay. The second said, we will ascend to heaven and place our gods there and serve them. Really? And the third part said, we will ascend to heaven and smite him with bows and spears. <laughs> this is laughable. And the father knew all their works and all their evil thoughts. And he saw the city and the tower, which they were building. And when they were building, they built themselves a great city and a very high and strong tower. And on account of its height, the mortar and bricks did not reach the builders in their ascent to it until those who went up had completed a full year. And after that, they reached to the builders and gave them the mortar and the bricks. Thus was it done daily. And behold, these ascended and others descended the whole day. And if a brick should fall from their hands and get broken, they all would weep about it. And if a man fell and died, none of them would look at him. What? And the father knew their thoughts, and it came to pass. When they were building, they cast the arrows toward the heavens, and all the arrows fell upon them filled with blood. And when they saw them, they said to each other, Surely we have slain all those that are in heaven. This shows you how people in power and people following those in power are gravely deceived. Like how can you even imagine being able to send a spear into the throne of the creator of heaven and earth to smite him? It reminds me of those who are trying to block the sun, those that are trying to depopulate the earth. So the blood on the arrows, verse 30 says, this was from the father in order to cause them to err and in order to destroy them from off the face of the ground. And they built the tower and the city and they did this thing daily until many days and years were elapsed. And the father said to the 70 angels who stood foremost before him to those who were near to him saying, come, let us descend and confuse their tongues that one man should not understand the language of his neighbor and did so unto them. 
And from that day following, they forgot each man his neighbor's tongue. And they could not understand to speak in one tongue. And when the builder took from the hands of his neighbor lime or stone, which he did not order, the builder would cast it away and throw it upon his neighbor that he would die because they didn't understand what they were saying to each other. They could not understand the language of each other. So instead of taking bricks from one person to place on the build, that person will kill the next person with it. And they did so many days and they killed many of them in this manner. And the father smote the three divisions that were there and he punished them according to their works and designs. Those who said, we will ascend to heaven and serve our gods became like apes and elephants. They deserved that. And those who said, we will smite the heaven with arrows. The father killed them. One man through the hand of his neighbor, and they deserve that too. And the third division of those who said, We will ascend to heaven and fight against him. The Father scattered them throughout the earth. And those who were left amongst them, when they knew and understood the evil which was coming upon them, they forsook the building. They also became scattered upon the face of the whole earth. So those who saw the evil and left, they probably just went home. Verse 37, and they ceased building the city and the tower. Therefore, he called that place Babel, for the father confounded the language of the whole earth. And behold, it was at the east of the land of Shinar. And as to the tower, which the sons of men built, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up one third part thereof. And a fire also descended from heaven and burned another third. And the other third is left to this day. And many of the sons of men died in that tower, a people without number. I can't even imagine going against the God of Abana, Isaac, and Akuba and thinking you're going to win. And this is why truth wars refers back to the Tower of Babel so much, because this is a crucial event that happened after the flood. And without a doubt, the sons of Ham were mixing with the fallen angels as they took on the same spirit of Lucifer, Satan, wanting to take the place of the father, to take the father off of his throne and replace him with Nimrod, their new king. And they actually thought they could build a tower to the heavens. And they worked and worked on this for years and years. And all of these ideas of building towers and big buildings were and are directly from the knowledge and wickedness of the fallen angels. The father had to destroy many of them at the Tower of Babel. And the remaining people who lived, the father mixed or confused their language. He dispersed everyone to different parts of the continent and to the east outside of the continent of Africa. Japhet became under the control of Nimrod after their war. And we talked extensively of where Japhet was sent after the Tower of Babel was destroyed in episode eight of our podcast, which covered Jasher 10, one through 18. And the father sent them to the east, mostly outside of the continent of Africa. Jasher 10 and 19 
talks about what happened to the children of Ham. It says, And the children of Ham, which were Cush, Egypt, put in Canaan, according to their generation and cities. And these went and built themselves cities as they found fit places for them. And they called their cities after the names of their fathers, Cush, Egypt, put in Canaan. These are the families of Ham, according to their languages and cities. Then they were scattered to their countries after the tower. So the fathers sent their behinds back to North Africa and whatever places they decided to migrate to. And verse 30, And some of the children of Shem, the son of Noah, father of all the children of Eber, also went and built themselves cities in the places wherein they were scattered. And they called their cities after their names. And the sons of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Apoxid, Lud, and Aram. And they built themselves cities and called the names of all their cities after their names. And Ashur, the son of Shem, and his children, and Hauso went forth at that time, a very large body of them. And they went to a distant land that they found. And they met with a very extensive valley in the land they went to. And they built themselves four cities. And they called them after their own names and occurrences. And these are the names of the cities which the children of Ashur built. Nineveh, Rezin, Kalak, Rehoboat, and the children of Ashur dwelt there unto this day. And the children of Aram also went and built themselves a city, and they called the name of their city Uz, after their eldest brother, and they dwelled therein. This is the land of Uz to this day. In the second year after the Tower of Man, from the house of Ashur, whose name was Bela, went from the land of Nineveh to sojourn with his household wherever he could find a place. They came until opposite the cities of the plain against Sodom, and they dwelt there. We see the sons of Ham, the sons of Japhet, Ashur, and Aram, which are the sons of Shem, were directly impacted by the Tower of Babel. We believe the father sent the sons of Ham back to the north parts of Africa and to the east and further to the east outside of the continent. The colonizers map have Babylon also outside of the continent. There are moving parts because of the father dispersing everyone from the Tower of Babel and with the different wars going on, colonizers were still in land and people had to move. Nevertheless, we could identify those dispersed because they would name their land after themselves. Abraham Ortelis 1584 map shows Babel further east outside of the continent of Africa. Jean Baptiste Clowett 1730s map has Babel also outside the continent further east. Now, Mesopotamia is where Akkad or the Agadis nation of Babylon were in the land of Shinar per Genesis 10 and 10. They were in southern Africa with Nimrod and were dispersed to the north. The colonizers' maps have the Agadis in North Africa. John Kerry 1805 map shows Agadis of Babylon and the Negroes, which are the descendants of Shem on his map. And Google Earth's map shows the Agadis region in North Africa still today. So Egypt or Mishterim dispersed to North Africa and they were known for their various foreign gods and pagan symbols like the Ankh. 
The Egyptians loved to build or enslave the children of Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to build their pyramids and palaces for their own self-worship and for the worship of their pagan gods. That's why we have to be careful when it comes to African spiritualism or anything coming from a person or source just because they are black. We must research the root of it all. Because if it's not of the God of Abana, Iseka, and Akuba, then you can trace this mess back to the foreign pagan gods, the symbols and customs, back to the Tower of Babel and to those who were scattered from the tower after the father destroyed it. Egyptians were known to pray to their ancestors. We have a great father that we can talk to any time of the day and night. Thus, we don't need to talk to dead people. We can remember and acknowledge the wisdom and the landmarks of our ancestors, but we don't talk to or worship our ancestors. They are dead. From the Tower of Babel, those who were scattered were greatly impacted by the debauchery that occurred. In fact, these Semitic religions and languages were impacted by the culture of Baal, Babylon, and ancient Egypt. Canaan, the son of Ham, set up his throne in the land of Shem, which was not given to him by the Most High. They procreated with the fallen angels and worshipped other gods. We talked about this. As a result of the mixing with the fallen angels, giants were created. Ham's grandson, Kalshuin, made it with the fallen angels, created the Philistines, Lot's sons, the Moabites and the Ammonites, made it with the Amims and Zamzamim giants. Esau married two Canaanite women, which birthed the Amalekites and the Agak giants. Japheth's son merged with Esau and there were the Magog giants. And there are other instances where we see throughout scriptures where there was mixing with the fallen angels. It just happened or different people married descendants of the fallen angels. We have this history now. We understand the history of the Tower of Babel and how that impacted their decision making down the line. There is a relative or someone in the family line was at that Tower of Babel, which is affecting their family line going forward. The Canaanite gods were Baal, El, and Yahweh, or Yah. Here's a picture of the El God per Wikipedia. El's other names are El Elyon, El Shaddai, Adalim. El is the god of Saturn. Mythology.net states, El was known as the supreme god of the Canaanites in mythology of the ancient Near East. He was the father of gods and men and the creator deity. He is sometimes depicted as a bull and known for his tremendous power and strength. Other names for El are Elohim and Yahweh. Worldhistory.org states, Although the biblical narratives depict Yahweh as the sole creator God, Lord of the universe, and God of the Israelites especially, initially he seems to have been Canaanite in origin and subordinate to the supreme God, El. And we learned that we were not called Israel. Genesis 10 and 19. And the border of the Canaanites were from Sidon, and thou comest to Gerar unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and Admah and Zeboim unto Lashah. Sodom and Gomorrah was a den where homosexuality and revelry were running amok. 
And these places of sin were set up in Southern Africa. And we can't forget Genesis 9 and 25, when the father cursed Canaan, he said, cursed be Canaan. A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren, the Phoenicians. The Phoenicians were Canaanites that birth, listen closely, the Greek language and the color purple or purple dye. Britannica.com states, Melkart, the Phoenician god, chief deity of Tyre and of two of its colonies, Carthage and Gadir, he was also called the Tyrian Baal. Under the name Malku, he was equated with the Babylonian Nergal, god of the underworld and death, and thus may have been related to the god Mat of Ras Shamra, ancient Ugarit. Okay, Melkart was usually depicted as a bearded figure wearing a high rounded hat and a kilt and holding a Egyptian ankh, symbol of life as a symbol of death, a fenestrated Acts, his sanctuary entire, described by the Greek historian Herodotus, called the temple that of Hercules, was the scene of annual winter and spring festivals and is believed to have been the model for Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. Okay, Mercot was probably equated with the sun and Baal Haman or Baal Amon, Lord of the Incense Altar, was perhaps his title in that capacity. Baal Haman was also the name of the chief god of Carthage, consort of the goddess Tanet. Metmuseum.org states, in Greece and Rome, the Phoenicians were famed as traders in purple, referring to their monopoly on the precious purple dye derived from the shells of muric snails found along its coast. In the Bible, they were famed as seafaring merchants, their dyes used to color priestly vestments. So who wears purple? today and calls themselves reverends, bishops, and popes. Is all of this pomp and circumstances from the Canaanite Phoenicians? It looks like it. And sadly, the descendants of Shem fell into the same debauchery that was going on around them, just like we're doing today. Syria, Ashur and Aram, or sons of Shem, they were influenced by their cousins of Ham. Syrians worshipped the gods of Babylon, Mesopotamia, Akkadian, and the Canaanites. Worldhistory.org states, Ashur is the god of the Syrians who was elevated from a local deity of the city of Ashur to the supreme god of the Assyrian pantheon. The Assyrian Empire, like the latter Roman Empire, had a great talent from borrowing from other cultures. This penchant is illustrated clearly in the figure of Ashur, whose character and attributes draw on the Sumerian and Babylonian gods. Storymaps.arcgis.com states, Mesopotamian religion was polytheistic, but regionally henotheistic. Although the religion had approximately 2,400 gods, some cities had special connections with one particular god and built temples that were considered the deity's home on earth. Ashur started out as a local deity, but rose with the Assyrian Empire to become the supreme god of the Assyrian pantheon. 
strongly associated with kingship. Now, who in their right mind needs 2,400 gods? Anyway, we see now why the Assyrians were enemies of the seed of Abana, Isaka, and Akuba. They were a part of Babylon. Second Chronicles 24 and 23. It came to pass at the end of the year that the host of Syria came up against him. They came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people and sent all the spoil of them unto the king of Damascus. Psalms 83 and 8, Assure also is joined with them. They have opened the children of Lot. Psalms 83 lists all the nations coming against the children of Jacob or Cuba to wipe us out from being a nation. Assure was one of the nations along with the children of Lot. Yes, it'd be your own people. We see from the Tower of Babel, Babylon to ancient Egypt, how the pagan customs and ways were passed on through the children of Ham onto the Canaanites, also known as the Phoenicians, and to the Assyrians, those who were the sons of Shem. And the children of Jasher after the war were controlled by Nimrod, and they were also at that Tower of Babel. This is the history of what we practice and participate in today. All this stuff passed down from generation to generation until someone starts questioning where these names and practices and customs come from. So the father sent the flood after Cain and the wickedness was over the earth. Then after the flood, Tower of Babel happened, which created Baal worship, nations of Babylon, Mesopotamia with Akkad or Agades, ancient Egypt. And from all of these different nations came Semitic religions. And here we are. The father warned us. If we didn't destroy our enemies, they would teach us all their abominations. And sadly, here we are stuck like Chuck in all these abominations unto other gods. Deuteronomy 20, 17, 18. We will continue our review of the timeline with the scriptures in Africa part seven. Thank you for joining us. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abana, Iseka, and Akuba that does know everything. Let truth roar. Let truth reign. Let truth speak. And let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars. Truth reigns. Truth speaks. Truth sets me free. Please see our podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel.